Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Hi there, dear listener. Let's see if I can read your mind a little bit today. A thought that I bet has crossed your mind at some point during this time of working at home remote and assuming that you're listening to this podcast around the time of its publication, and I assume you're leading a team, then you've probably thought about how to keep your team motivated and engaged if this remote work setup continues for a few more months, right? So we've now been in this situation for a couple of months and some people are feeling more uh, tired and sort of uh, worn out, stir crazy, um, wanting to get back to routines, wanting to get back to sort of having a normal life and maybe also socialize a little bit more. But yet we're still stuck at home in many uh, of the states and countries. So how do you make sure that your team members keep staying motivated, engaged, even if this lasts a few more months or even beyond that? That's where we're going in this podcast and in this episode. And I'll leave you not only with an understanding of what drives motivation and how you can impact it, but also some really specific things that you can do right away to help your team members stay more engaged and motivated. Okay. Are you ready? But hold on, let me rewind quickly. So there was a moment in 2010 when I was working and I had a late night and I was already, it was probably around 7 p.m. And our CTO walked up to the area where I was working. He walked straight up to me and he said, Ramona, we have this issue. It's really urgent. I need your help. And of course, I looked at him, I dropped everything that I was planning on doing, and I started to help him. He also asked me to rally up a few people, get everyone involved, get this handled, and and that he really depended on on our help. So I got that sorted, we worked through the issue, we got it all done and and fixed, and I went home and I didn't think further about this. Uh, But the next day, I walked into the office, and what I saw on the my desk was a flower bouquet with a card that was from my manager and my manager's manager, who were thanking me for going the extra mile, for helping out, and were just, in essence, were recognizing my work. Now, this little gesture left, A, I still remember it to this day, you know, what is that, 10 years later, two, it made a huge difference in my uh, motivation and my loyalty to the team, my engagement, my willingness to to stay late to go the extra mile to do the extra work because I knew I was being recognized for it and it was seen and maybe most importantly that it was appreciated I felt cared for I felt valued and I felt respected in that moment and that made a huge difference I think that my motivation was still fueled by this moment, probably a couple of years later even, because it had such a big impact uh, on me at that point in time of my career. So I wanted to share this with you because the first step or the first way to keep a team motivated and engaged is really to make them feel cared for, valued, and respected. And I would almost say that's sort of at the core of everything else right? That includes just being able to appreciate people, praise people, to recognize them, and to give them positive feedback. 
So what you can do and together as a team, right? By the way, this is not just between manager and employee, but feeling cared for, valued and respected applies to everyone on the team. So people don't just want to be appreciated by their boss. They also want to be appreciated by the other people on the team. So there are a few simple things that you can do. On one hand, give frequent, specific praise, right? Appreciate people for the work that they do, for the effort they put in, for going the extra mile, for doing something that really, really demonstrates a core value of the company or something that you as a team really stand for and want to highlight and emphasize. Do the round robin in teams where, for example, someone would appreciate something or or highlight the success that they had and then appreciate someone else or recognize someone else for a success that the other person had or something that they did that really stood out to them especially in a time where we're remote those small things of people going the extra mile doing things you want to recognize them and appreciate and praise as much as you can and I did say the word specific right because saying hey good job by the way that's not enough that's not good enough So you have to really point out something specific, something tangible, clear that they know, oh, you know, the way you showed up or helped that person or stepped in to figure that out or collaborated with this other team or the way you structured the presentation or ran this meeting was really good. You did it clear and concise or whatever that is. So be really specific about it. You can praise in private or praise in a group or appreciate people and recognize, but do it often. Now, if you have a tendency to forget to do that and you don't mean well, it's just things are busy and it's not at the forefront or not on on your to-do list, then put it on your to-do list or put it on your calendar that let's say every other day at 12 o'clock or at 5 o'clock, you quickly reflect on What is it that people did uh, this week or that day or the last couple of days that stood out to you that deserves a praise or a recognition or someone that you just want to appreciate and say like, hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing such an amazing job during this, this difficult time and then put it in your calendar and then follow through, right? Send those messages or call people or text them or Slack them or whatever that is that you want to do. Of course, handwritten notes are beautiful, but that might not be the approach you want to take while working remote. Find your own way, but build that into your daily routine because in essence, if you get that right, you got the foundation solved. If you get if people on your team feel not just by you, but by others on the team as well, feel cared for, valued and respected, you're halfway there. Now, the second way to make people feel more uh, engaged and motivated is that they, in fact, want to do this. And here is where we talk about defining the why, connecting to the mission and the vision, maybe connecting the current job to their overall career plan, making it intentional, whether they're learning here or how are they improving here that will serve them down the road to help them achieve their goals. How is the mission or the vision of the company relating to their personal values and their vision? How is their particular work and their job, their responsibilities fitting into the broader company goals? 
you want to make sure that people want to do what they're doing. So the more you can connect it to something bigger and maybe even bigger than themselves, the more likely it is that they want to do it. Now, you can also ask a couple of very specific questions. For example, you can say, what is it that's most satisfying to you, right? At your job, right now. You can ask specific questions, whatever that might be. But you don't have to guess. You can truly sit down and have a conversation about this and hone in into the things that matter to them most and what is it that's driving them. So that's the second way, right? Now, the third way, after that one of you and cared for and valued and respected, after wanting to do it and actually understanding the why, they need to understand and believe that they can actually do it now this is really important if someone doesn't believe that they can do it that they can be successful in their job it is really hard to keep them motivated and engaged it's sort of like why am I playing am I going to lose anyways right and your words here can make a big difference For example, when you tell people and you encourage them to take on a new responsibility or a challenge and you tell them, I know you can do this. I know that you have past experience that's transferable to this. I believe in you. Simply saying I believe in you is such a stepping stone and helps people really, really feel more engaged and motivated because there's this other person who sees something maybe or believes in them more than they do or there is this other person who either sees something in them that they not yet see or believes in them more than they do and that in itself is a big pull a big motivator so a simple question you could ask is do you have what you need to get the job done again you don't need to guess just ask Or what else can I do to help you get the job done? How else can I support you? What other information or resource would you need to increase the likelihood of your success or of the success of this project? Or the likelihood of you meeting the deadline? Because I know it's a short time frame. Those type of questions can be really helpful to increase someone's belief in Uh, their ability to get it done. Okay, now we're heading into the fourth way to keep your team members motivated, engaged. And that fourth belief that you need to support is the belief that they will be fairly assessed, that their performance will be fairly assessed. And that happens by giving clear guidelines, clear expectations, clear career plans, and fair compensation, fair rewards to let them know why someone got promoted, for example, and why they may not have been promoted. It needs to be clear to everyone on your team that when they put a certain level of of effort in and they achieve certain results, right? There's effort and then there's results. It has to go both ways. That they will be fairly assessed, their performance reviews will be fair, their compensation will be fair and so forth. The worst thing really here that gets to people that makes them feel disconnected or demotivated is Either if there's unclear expectations, uh, there is misalignment in the expectations. And so they're going off one way and they're thinking that's the path to promotion. And then 
you have a completely different picture or a different uh, perspective on it and then it's time for a performance review and you recognize that you've been going off into two different directions and you can't promote them so that's that's really demotivating for people and of course other things such as in transparency in compensation and rewards where then people start making up stories of why someone got this special thing because they're being treated uh, differently versus everyone else those things really eat up motivation and may lead to disengagement of employees. So what you can do right now is to be crystal clear on expectations uh, to also let them know how their performance during this particular time will be evaluated, what that means when you go into promotion cycles or compensation review cycles um, and what you're currently looking at and how you're assessing it and and that is the fourth driver of team motivation and engagement. So let me quickly recap. The first one, and that's the biggest one, is for people to feel cared for, valued, and respected. Not just by you, but by others on the team as well. So the more you can just build in their own praise and be an example to others, but then also foster this sense of praising each other and recognizing each other on the team, the better. The second one is that people need to want to do what they're doing. So connecting it to a bigger why, bigger purpose, um, bigger mission, or their overall career development. The third one was making sure that they believe that they can do it and you can support their belief by putting trust in them, by encouraging them, empowering them, just demonstrating your confidence in their ability to perform. And then number four was to be fairly assessed, have clear expectations and clear goals. These are the four pillars, so the four drivers to keep a team motivated and engaged even while working remote. So I hope you took out some ideas of things that you can do right away to help in this area so that you're turning this insight of the knowledge that you gained from listening to this episode into action because power doesn't come from knowledge. Power does come from taking action on the knowledge. So go out, recognize people, appreciate them, have conversations around why they're doing it, um, showing them your belief in them and setting clear expectations with them and you'll be right on track to increase and maintain uh, your team motivation and engagement throughout this challenging time. If you like this episode and think others would benefit from it too, please share it along, subscribe to the channel, or even write a review. I know it's early on, but I would be so incredibly grateful because that will help us reach people just like you so we can help you and others go further faster and become a leader people love to work for. I'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.